Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Happy New Year and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. It is officially 2019. Um, it, it is New Year's Day today, so hopefully everyone had a safe and enjoyable New Year's Eve and are now resting. So let's talk about, let's, let's look ahead to 2019, Chris, for the Department of Corrections. You know, we have a lot of things going on here. You know, I, I know we're going to talk about, we have a new governor and you know, she will be sworn in today around noon. And uh, so when everybody comes back to work. We will have a new administration down the street at the governor's office and lots of other things going on, right, Chris? Yeah, I think probably the biggest thing for, for the department, because, you know, no matter the governor or all those other things, you know, we have to keep going on as a department. And so Director Washington late last year put together a new strategic plan that's going to be rolled out that will start today, January 1st, and it's good for the next four years. And so uh, we're in the st- process right now of getting that printed up, and then soon that will be at your facilities and at your field offices, so you'll be able to see copies of that. It'll <coughs> be online for uh, people to share so that everybody can work together towards our new vision and all the things that will be going on with that strategic plan. And probably next week or maybe the week after, we're going to have a whole episode dedicated just towards that plan so everybody can get familiar with it, learn more about it, see what roles they have, that will fit into that and will guide us towards completion of that over the course of the next four years. It's very exciting stuff. Some smaller changes and some really big outside-the-box type changes that we're going to be implementing throughout the year that is going to help make us better and lead us further down the path of offender success. Yeah, there's there's a lot of goals in this plan. I know. There's a lot I think we, of uh, goals. I think we quadrupled <laughs> the amount of goals that we had. I think there's about 30-some objectives uh, in this in this thing. Yeah, so lot, lots of work to do in the next four years. One of those, one of those objectives, uh, we'll talk about a little later on in the podcast, but We've talked many times about motivational interviewing on this podcast. You've probably seen a lot of things through emails. There's some flyers going around. You may be involved in some coaching groups. Actually, this month, we're going to roll this whole motivational interviewing training out, and every staff will be trained. We're going to start, hopefully, uh, soon. Everybody's been trained. The, train, the trainers have been trained, and they're going to you know, go out now and start really hitting this hard and, and training our staff on this important communication skill. It, it's, it makes a difference. We say it all the time, Chris, the interactions that you have matter. So I'm looking forward to 2019 and uh, staff really diving headfirst into motivation interviewing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be very crucial. And like you said, every interaction matters. We, we say that all the time, and we're going to be explaining that to all at, of our at staff. At what point are you going to hashtag that, by the way? Probably, probably should. It's a very long hashtag, though. It's probably... Maybe you can turn it into an acronym because we don't do that enough here at the department. So. <laughs> I don't know the rules of the Twitter machine anyway, so <laughs> that's, that's your shop. Well, one of the things, that uh, the other thing I'm excited for uh, in this coming year, now that we're technically into January, is this will occur towards the end of the year, but that's the opening of our third vocational village at the Women's Huron Valley Correctional Facility. Obviously, we broke ground on that last year with Governor Snyder, and we're very excited about the possibility of having Governor Whitmer come and tour that once it's officially open uh, and ready for people to see and for business owners to come in and and to go through an open house and to start interviewing and meeting the women that are in that program. And then with the, obviously the, always the goal is to then start hiring them before they leave and so to help really set them up on a path of success. And there's going to be some really awesome programs there, some new ones that the other two vocational villages don't have, like 3D printing, cosmetology, and computer coding, which is also a program that we're also looking to do at one of our other 
uh, village sites as well. So a lot of really exciting stuff, and I'm really looking forward to getting that uh, up and built and uh, populated with prisoners and new teachers and all the new equipment. It's going to be very exciting for the department. And then from there, we won't stop. We'll look for where we can put our fourth vocational village. Yeah, I mean, that's it, the great thing about Vogue Village, which it, you know is, is the innovative part, is you're really tailoring the jobs, the training, to the jobs that are available. So that's great. You know, the, the, the computer programming component that you talked about is you know, those jobs are in high demand right now and if we can get you know some of our population trained in in that area and then go out and get a, a really high paying good job that's a career job we all win so that's good stuff yeah and, and it's really smart too because you think about obviously last year we saw the uh, gm announced a bunch of layoffs things like that and so people always think about worry about with automation are we going to lose the ability to have some of these jobs that frankly some of the fields that some of the things that people are learning in the vocational village like warehousing and things like that that there's or even robotics but people sometimes fear the robots that they're going to take over <laughs> the jobs and you know ai and everything but yeah. that can lead to automation which can mean lean to fewer people but you still need to be able to program the robots you have to build the robots you need to be able to train them program and them. program them. And that's exactly the kind of things that we're doing. So we're finding ways to live within this new economy and to teach our prisoners once they get out to be able to survive in, in this economy. So that's a really key factor. So like, like I said earlier, Chris, you know, one of the one of the big things happening today to have a new governor right now. That's a huge thing for uh, state government and, and us in corrections. So we have a new governor today. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's, I can't wait to see some of the initiatives that she has around corrections. And, uh, you know, maybe you could pull some strings and try to talk her into coming on the podcast. Well, def- definitely we want to get her uh, into some of our prisons and into tour and see the villages and see some of the other great things that are going on. But yeah, we'd also love to have her on the podcast as well as Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist. You know, Lieutenant Governor Kelly was on and Governor yep. Snyder were on. So we'd love to have them on so they can talk directly to one of the largest departments in the state with more than 13,000 employees and, a, you know, one-fifth of the, the state's general fund budget. It's, it's a big operation. That's a lot of um, numbers. It's a lot of numbers. Well, yeah. I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever, including, <laughs> including my algebra teacher. <laughs> well, speaking of numbers, we have a new budget, don't we, soon? Uh, but we'll be rolling one out. So we're going to also have a new legislative liaison down the, uh, down the road come, come the new year. I'm assuming that Kyle Kaminsky is a little tired of working both jobs. Two jobs, yeah. Because he was promoted to our offender success administrator uh, earlier in uh, 2018. So he's been kind of doing double duty. And so I'm sure he'll be looking forward to passing that baton on. So that person will be working hand-in-hand with our new subcommittee appropriations chairs and the obviously the, the new governor, Governor Whitmer, on her budget priorities as, as for the department. So that'll be very exciting. And that all comes within the first probably eight to ten weeks uh, of the new administration. So not only is she hiring uh, thousands and thousands of people, but she's also standing up a budget, doing an address to, to the, the legislature. A lot of things going on. So they're going to be very busy, but hopefully we can find our way to fit into that schedule and obviously promote our priorities in that budget and then have her be able to come out and see on the ground uh, how it's working. And, you know, we always talk about prisons, but it'd probably be good for her to come to some field offices too, well, right? We also have a huge field side to this corrections department, Chris. And yes, we do. It would be great, you know, to promote the wonderful things happening on the outside when people are released and, you know, the, the hard, hard work that our field staff do every day to, number one, reduce risk and keep the citizens of Michigan safe. So, yeah, I would love to have some light shown on the field staff, too. Yeah, and obviously we're going to be talking about the, the new budget that's going to be part of that. Another key person, aside from our new legislative liaison, whoever that person is, is also going to be the new head of uh, BOA, because with the retirement of Jerry and Sherry, uh, we're going to need a new deputy director. So speaking of budget, we need a deputy director over our budget. Over our right? budget, yeah. That's so we'll be looking right. to fill that position as well, and hopefully we have that person on the podcast, too, because Jerry and Sherry, for as lovely 
uh, and talented as an individual she was, she would never come on the podcast. We could never get her to. I still blame you for that. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, she was. Just, you did something. She didn't want. She didn't want all the accolades or any of the glory to come to her. She wanted to, her staff to shine. And we've That's had right. many members of her staff in the in BOA administration were on the podcast, especially last year. We had a ton yep. from our new veterans uh, director, mm-hmm. and we also had uh, Jonathan Patterson and, and Jared on a bunch of times. Leah Gulick, who has been filling his acting deputy director. That's right. So speaking of important positions. You know, FOA lost a longtime dedicated employee to retirement this year, and that was Denise Salisbury. And Denise was the assistant deputy director over OPS, or the Office of Parole Probation Services. And as you, I'm sure you know, Chris, OPS is, you know, over the Electronic Monitoring Center, the Parole Supervision Unit, the, the Parole Violation Unit, lots of, lots of important sex offender management, lots of important things that happen in FOA. So, DDC, um, DRC. Yeah, DRC, DDC, good point. So we will also be looking to fill some important positions in the next year, one being the ADD of OPPS. Yeah, and another uh, vacancy that we'll be looking to fill is that just at the end of uh, 2018, we got the kind of surprise word that Gordon <coughs> Duncan McLaren was going to be retiring. So so we'll be filling in. We've got to we'll be shuffling some folks around to the different places uh, in the UP right now. And then once that's settled out, then we'll have a new warden uh, up in the UP. So that's very sad to see Duncan go. Awesome warden. Always great to deal with. When I was at the warden's conference uh, last year, we did some media training, and he was my uh, guinea pig. Uh-huh. In front of all of the wardens uh, to uh, test out uh, all of my all of my tough questions when when I pretended to be back in reporter mode, and he handled uh, with ease uh, and just did an amazing job. So, good luck to him in retirement. I know his son is uh, kind of like a semi pro in hockey, so I'm sure he's oh, going to cool. be touring around watching him play. Uh, and so I'm sure we'll, we'll be sad to see him go, but I'm excited to see uh, another new warden uh, yeah. come into the mix. Well, and finally, to talk about retirements. Another big one for FOA is pro board member Barb Sampson. You know, Barb has been. A long-time member, I think 15 years on the board. I think from 2007 to th- 2011, she was actually the pro board chair person. So she's had a, a long career, you know, 45 outside years. Th- yeah. 45 years, yeah. So outside outside the board, but you know, la- the 15 of them on the board, and she has been instrumental in a lot of the huge, important changes that have happened on the board. So you know, we thank her for everything she's done for FOA, and we wish her well in her retirement. Yeah, I remember she was mentioned, and we couldn't get her on, but she was mentioned on the podcast that's last right. year because she spoke at the funeral Luther for the Franklin. Queen of Soul. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She, she's an important person, I'm telling you, man. Absolutely. So uh, one of the other things that we'll be rolling out, we talked about the department's strategic plan. The other thing that we're going to have uh, for the first time ever is a strategic plan solely for WHV, for the women's prison. So we we worked on that a lot late last year, put that all together, and we're very excited to have that rolled out. Well, that's also being, uh, that's also at the printers right now, and so that will be delivered to uh, the Valley and will be available for everyone to see because they've got a lot of things that they're working on. When we went through the GIPA, the gender-informed practices assessment, they found some things that we were doing really well that we were kind of leading the nation in, and there's some other areas where they found that we could do better. So we put all that all together and brainstormed and came up with a strategic plan just for the women. It's very exciting. That has been one of Director Washington's big focuses and goals was to really improve the lives of not only the women there, but the staff and everything at the Valley. And it's really shown with Warden Brewer's real dedication and focus on hiring and retaining staff. For for far too long, we heard a lot of complaints about mandated, mandated overtime, people getting mandated over and working long hours and not knowing if they were going to be able to get out. Now uh, it's almost completely turned around with this new class of officers. They're going to be basically at full full employment. And we get these reports almost daily from Warren Brewer where there's no mandates, no call-ins. He's getting emails and getting stopped on the yard or out in the the units 
constantly by officers and other staff telling him thank you, thank you very much, because this is the first time in years where I've been able to count on the fact that I'm going to get to go home at the end of my shift and not worry about getting mandated over. It's really changed the culture and changed the attitude of a lot of staff there, which can help them focus on doing their job completely and also being focused now on offender success and getting that new village stood up and then also just all the myriad of programs that they have there. It's, It's crazy how many programs. I think of that facility, there's, they probably have 10 times more programs than any other facility in the state. It's, it's very large it's, facility. It's amazing what Deputy Osterhout and her staff do on a daily basis to, to manage all that. So on that note, did you talk about hiring? Yeah, we well, that's, that's the key thing. So last year we fought <coughs> very hard for in the budget, and I'm sure that we will do so again this year to receive extra funding in the budget to hire staff. And so we're going to hope to hire more than 700 new officers uh, this year. And we've also committed to going back to quarterly academies. So every quarter there's going to be academy and they're specialized. And so there's going to be one that's going to be run in Ypsilanti just for women's here on Valley. There's one that's run here in Lansing for the Lower Peninsula. And then the one that's run in the UP for folks uh, in the UP prisons because we found that when we just had one, it was very difficult for staff, especially those who were wanted to go and work in the UP, to have to come down and basically live in Lansing and live out of a hotel for six to eight weeks and be away from their families. That was a big time commitment and it was hard to attract. And so now that they're up there, they're a lot closer and it makes sense. Well, their family can attend the graduation. Absolutely. Yeah, and we just had two graduations here at the end of 2018, one in the UP and then one in Lansing where we had several hundred uh, new officers come on board. And we'll start that right up again, and we're hoping to have, you know, 150 or so new officers in this very first academy. So we're off and running, and we're going to hopefully hit those goals and bring down our vacancies. Well, that's good stuff. You know, and and finally here, um, you know, we talked about the strategic plan rolling out now, and one of the objectives in the strategic plan is, you know, the interactions that we have with, you know, not only the offenders but our staff. Say it again, Chris. What, what, What matters? Every interaction matters. Right. So... I know the director has in the strategic plan and really wants to focus this year and moving forward on kind of a coaching model. And, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a nice article we talked about. Brian Lovins was on the podcast a few weeks ago where he talked about that model, the coaching versus referee model. You know, historically, corrections has been, has been we've been referees. We're very good at, uh, you know, procedural things. Like, we supervise you, we're in a prison, we're, we're around you, and when you mess up, we throw a penalty flag and we say, you messed up, here's your penalty. You know, we really want to move to the coaching model where we're really investing in somebody's success. I mean, that's what it comes down to is we're putting a lot of work into helping people and we're investing a lot of time and resources and energy into helping people. And and that's the way we should look at it. We're we're investing in their success. When they're successful, we're successful. We shouldn't be so procedural and just wait for somebody to mess up and throw the penalty flag. And if you want to listen to more about that, kind of get an idea of the direction that we're headed, they can go back and listen to Brian Lovin's podcast a few weeks ago, right? I think it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, that, That's in the queue. You can go back in your podcast machine and, and look that up. And you can explain it a lot better than I can because you wrote the article. He clearly can explain yes. it better than you can. <laughs> well, Chris, you know, that's a look ahead for 2019. You know, we said we should wrap this up to, uh, you know, to let people get back to their lives. And, their, you know, they're, they're, we do have a, a lot of staff, a lot of staff who um, are working right now and, ha- and, and, you know, who have worked over the holidays. So I want to make sure that we point out that we have a lot of dedicated staff working on this day. It is a holiday, but they're still keeping everybody safe. They're still passionate, motivated, working, trying to keep everybody safe yeah. today. So th- thank them and uh, make sure we remember that. Absolutely. Every holiday, uh, every weekend, okay. 
our staff are doing amazing things. And one of the things I forgot to mention real quick is when we're talking about all our hiring that we're doing, we're also going to be working throughout the year on a whole uh, group of new efforts to attract and retain those staff once we've hired them. So that's been a key thing that's going to be ongoing that we've been, been working on in 2018, and we're going to definitely carry into 2019 to hire, not only hire and attract them, but also retain them. So that, that's a big key effort. And then one last thing before we go, we talked about defender success. You talked about success a lot. One of the things that all 13,000 employees are going to see in 2019 is a uh, video series about offender success. Oh, boy. And sadly, I'm oh um, sorry, sorry to report that the two people that you've been listening to meander on for the last 10, 20 minutes or so are the stars, quote-unquote, of that video. I so not, I would not go that I, yeah, I would not say stars right. either, but this was Jerry and Sherry, uh, our deputy director, just retired. This was her kind of her swan song, this her vision. Shot this was to mess with us, I think. I think uh, now that she's gone, now we're going to be in this video. So it's a two-hour training that you're going to be lucky to, to sit through. I'm, I'm cringing she's at the thought of yeah. being in that group and other people watching me <laughs> on film talk about a finish I'm not success. sure why you brought that up, but thanks for bringing it. Well, it's, it's a that's big funny. thing that's happening in 2019. Everybody can look forward to, uh, to doing that. Matt Clausen from the former Ojibwe Correctional Facility. Current Director's Award winner. Yeah, Current Director's Award winner. Put that all together. He did an amazing job last year with those videos. I think it was on discriminatory harassment. Those were amazing. I'm hoping that we look as good on film as the staff up there did when he did those videos. I highly doubt that just because he didn't have as much material to work with with the two of us. No makeup for you. Yeah, Yeah, there's no makeup. Yeah, so sadly, uh, you have that to look forward to. But there's a lot of really amazing things that are going to happen in 2019. We couldn't get to them all, but we're going to be very busy and we're very excited and I'm really hoping to top the number that we talked about last week. We had about 70 staff that were on the podcast last year. We've got 52 episodes in 2019, and we really want to have, let's shoot for 100 plus yeah. employees. We want to get as many staff and their voices right. uh, on this podcast as possible. So if you've got an idea, if That's you've right. got a story, let us know, and we want to highlight it. We've already had a couple, and we've got some things in the mix already for 2019. But we know our staff do amazing things, and we're really looking forward to highlighting those and spreading the word all over. Yeah, so make sure you t- keep tuning in in 2019 for a new episode of Field Days Podcast. All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, Thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.